My first question is this. Uh, what is the greatest concert you've ever been to? Have you ever been to a, a really good concert? Now, I've been to quite a good, uh, a few good concerts, pretty uh, amazing conference, uh, con uh, concerts. A few years ago, I went to the Foo Fighters concert in, in Singapore, and I, I do like the Foo Fighters, uh, and so I enjoyed that. A couple of years before, I went to the two cellos, uh, which I don't know whether you know that they're two cellists who play rock music and all sorts of other music. And I think that's a little bit more my speed, uh, but uh, I enjoyed that hugely. The biggest concert I ever went to was the very first Party in the Park in London. Uh, it was before it was called Party in the Park, but now it's a, well, it was a regular thing the pandemic. Um, but it was headlined by Alanis Morissette when she was at the height of her fame uh, after her first album. And then The Who, who are much older. Some of you were, probably won't know who The Who are. Uh, Bob Dylan, you probably heard of Bob Dylan, even though he's quite old now. And right at the end of the day, it was a very long day, we had Eric Clapton, who was just amazing. Um, and we had the fireworks and everything else. Uh, and on that day, there were 150,000 people in Hyde Park. And uh, it was a pretty amazing uh, concert. And by the end of it, we had moved, uh, worked our way. Me and my friends had worked my way, uh, our way to about 10 meters from the front of the crowd. So I was about 30 meters away from Eric Clapton and all the, the, the pyrotechnics that were going on. So it was a pretty awesome concert. Um, I've also been in a concert where I've heard uh, Zadok the Priest. I don't know whether you know that song. If you are a football fan and you're a fan of the Champions League, that is the, the song Zadok the Priest. And that first note where there's a wave of sound, it just overwhelms you. It is amazing to listen to in concert with a full choir. But today we're going to look at what is probably the greatest concert of all time. Well, that is until the end of time when we see in Revelation a, a great singing there. But this concert is arguably the best concert or the greatest concert before that. And that is the heavenly hosts singing and praising and uh, to God. Glory to God in the highest. And their audience just a handful of humble shepherds. So let me read from Luke chapter two. So this is Luke's gospel chapter two, and we are reading from the ESV version. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that Quirinius was governor of Syria and also uh, all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there, were no, there was no place for them in the inn. 
And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keep, keeping watch over their flock by night. <clears throat> and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good, new, uh, sorry, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you in, is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And there will, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the, uh, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them uh, in, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known for, uh, to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. As, they, as it had been told them. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us this word. We, have, we pray that we can uh, learn what you have to teach us through it today. We pray that your spirit is here unpacking your truth and changing our hearts and minds so that we can be a witness to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we go on to the shepherds, I want us to think about the angels. Now, there's not much written about the angels in the Bible. They're often kind of, again, as Christians, we're often mocked for the idea that we believe in angels, but there's not much written about them. What we do know is that they were created beings. They served God both as messengers and in other capacities, such as the angel of death in Exodus. We know that they point to God's glory and that they can be terrifying. But they have existed since the sixth day of creation. And we see the culmination of their work here. Now, just imagine existing since the creation of the world and serving God throughout that time. But what happens here is this amazing concert. As I said earlier, probably the most amazing concert in all time, announcing the birth of Christ. The king is here. God is here. Verse 13 says, and suddenly there was with the angel, rather than just one angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on peace among those whom, with whom he is pleased. 
those who him, uh, whom he, with, with whom he is pleased, that is Christians, us as Christians, peace on earth. Now imagine waiting throughout all of history for this moment and building up to this day. I have spoken uh, before about the fact that there is nothing sweeter to me than hearing a large congregation in full voice. It kind of hides the, uh, the wrong words that I sing sometimes or sometimes the off note. And I can sing my loudest, which I sometimes feel that in this church I, I'm maybe not able to sing. In my last church, we had uh, only a, a congregation of a couple of hundred, uh, but uh, there were a lot of music graduates and they, were, they loved to sing in full voice. And my friend, who is a trained opera singer, would be sat, standing next to me. And she's the only one of the few people who, are, who I used to sing with, who was definitely louder than me. Uh, but uh, it was a joy to stand at the, you know, sing at the front and hear the full congregation in full voice. I have definitely missed singing during the pandemic, but also being part of a larger congregation uh, as I was back then. In school, in my current school, I get very frustrated because even when we have a school assembly and they're singing in the assembly, the children just don't know how to sing. They just aren't used to singing. In my last, in my, in my school as I, I was a boy, we used to sing uh, a carol service every year in the chapel and the boys used to raise the roof. And at the end of the school year with the, uh, the terrible lyrics of the song Jerusalem, but it's very patriotic. Did, uh, did, uh, did Jesus, yeah, did those feet stand upon England's mountains green? No, he didn't. But it's a great tune and the boys loved it. And they would again raise the roof to sing. They loved to sing. The angels had been working up to this moment. How exciting for them that they burst into song and praising and glorifying God. And how often do we see the appearances of angels in the Bible? For the most part, it's just one angel, isn't it? And occasionally it's two or three. But what do they usually say? Don't be afraid or fear not. Now think how majestic and terrifying a full heavenly host appearing would be. And who are their audience? It's just a bunch of lowly shepherds. You see, as I said of Mary, so many of these characters of the Bible, God uses are weak and poor and helpless, the overlooked and the abandoned. Just as with the parable of the king whose guests refuse him and he sends out to bring in the beggars and the poor and people on the streets and the byways. The angels don't appear to kings and priests, not in Jerusalem, not in the capital, not in the, the, the rich cities or the well-populated places. Possibly because the angels know 
how they'd react. We've already seen a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the wise men, how apathetic the priests were, the priests in Jerusalem. They didn't care that these prophecies were being fulfilled. When they heard the Magi, they didn't care about that. There is a deafening silence from the priests, even though King Herod uh, asks them, where is the Messiah to be born? Where is the Christ to be born? And then they just carry on about their daily business. And King Herod, who has all the, the exact opposite reaction. It seems almost criminal, doesn't it, that the greatest show in history has been seen only by a handful of rough shepherds. But unlike the priests, they don't ignore these signs. And you might think, with such a show, how can you ignore the signs? But then we see through the Gospels the reaction to Jesus' miracles. Miracles that cannot be refuted if you were there at the time. He fed 5,000 people. He walked on water. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. Time and time again, we see their reaction. Some of them want to ignore him. Some of them actually ask him to leave. And even worse, some of them plot to kill him. No, in this case, the shepherds, on hearing this praising and glorifying God and hearing this good news, they chose to respond. In verse 15, let's just turn to that. In verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that, was, uh, that had been told to them concerning this child. It seems as if they were just overspilling with wanting to tell everyone the good news. And we can see here, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So they're not just, it's not just telling Mary and Joseph, it's telling everyone who can hear it. This is good news of great joy. There will be peace on earth. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her, her heart. And again, this is probably one of the reasons why that scholars think that Luke has interviewed Mary. We can see these little hints here. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard, and it had been told them. And this is my one and only point and very simple message today. If God reveals himself to you, how will you respond? The shepherds, so the shepherds went to see Jesus. And then... <laughs> What did they do? The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And what had been told them? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people, for all people. You see, the shepherds were the first evangelists speaking about Jesus and this amazing birth. The Messiah is here. The King is here. God is here. They told others of this amazing thing that had happened. And I'm sure that Luke will have tried to interview one of these shepherds or more than one. Certainly, as I've talked about before, as I mentioned before, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So Luke will have talked to Mary who relayed these things to her, to Luke. So again, I ask you, if God reveals himself to you, if you are a believer, how will you respond? Will you respond like the priests in Jerusalem with their resounding apathy and silence? Have no doubt as Christians, if we are proclaiming the gospel, we are proclaiming the news that some people will react like Herod and like many you know, people who uh, followed Jesus and then turned on him. They will re react angrily and reject you. Or will we be like the lowly shepherds who couldn't help but glorify and praise God? If God is revealed to you, then how will you react? Some people have asked me in several times over the years, why is Christmas so special? Easter is the great salvation, the great resurrection, where we have a substitute for our sins. Yes, that is where the great, greatest miracle of all time happened. But here is where... God entered the earth. God came down to earth. The king is here. And surely we should celebrate that. The angels certainly did. Waiting since creation. For this moment, the king has arrived. Surely we can do no different. And it should result us in praising and glorifying God. Let me pray. Father, we don't recognize your greatness enough. Lord, we pray that you teach us how great you are. Lord, we pray that you humble us. You reveal yourself to us and drive us to our knees in humility and just enjoy and praise of your glory. Lord, we pray that you can shine through our lives so that we can witness to others, that we can we cannot help but tell others about you. In Jesus' name, amen.